There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Lainey and welcome to the Lainey Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. Hey, Sash. Hi, how's it going? Good. Good. We should... We should um, let people know that we will be um, partaking in some marijuana. Yeah. And only, only because there's a question coming about weed. That's that right. we thought we would smoke some weed. And get into the... Spirit. Spirit. I, it should be noted that I haven't smoked weed in probably five years. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, give her. Okay. Fire that shit up. Okay, so this is... Well, I don't know what this is. It's... Um, a vape. Okay. So it looks like a, I don't know. I've never I seen have it. It to say, like a cell phone. Once you vape it, I don't. Do I press it down, Yasik? Yasik is in stress. Once you vape it, I feel like you don't want to do it any other way. Okay. Sorry, this is boring for people, but. You know why? Because it takes really away, exciting. it takes away the throat like burn. No, that didn't work. Oh, actually I did. It do did. Because I, I just saw it come out of your mouth. It gets totally rid of the, like, it doesn't scorch your throat. Did your throat feel scorched? No, I didn't. Th- nothing came out. I love it like this. You got to hold it down for a while. Okay. And okay. Then- well, maybe we just, we, you, uh, ladies reading today. So you start reading. I don't see anything coming out of your mouth. I haven't exhaled yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is bunk. This isn't even coming out. Okay. Obviously, Sasha likes the old school way of doing it. I quite like the this new school way of doing it. My, no. Okay, I have some after breath of weed. This is going to be really... I hope I'm not a total fool. I think you'll be great. Okay, good. Pass it over. <laughs> okay. All right, you read and I smoke. Great. Okay, so um, here we go. In honor of our reader. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. I'll get right into my dilemma. I'm in my early 20s and so is my boyfriend. We have been together for over a year, and I love him. We are happy. Will I marry him? That's not something I'm even thinking about. We are young and having fun, and that's that. But I do love him and don't want to break up with him anytime soon. But the problem is he smokes a fair amount of weed, which I don't really care about if he wasn't so embarrassing when he does. When he gets high, he just acts stupid. He laughs a lot and says stupid things. And we're in a group. I just want to pretend we're not together. Outside of this, we are perfect together. But it's just this one thing that has now become a big thing. I don't want to touch him after, but as soon as he sobers up, we're fine. What do you think I should do? Can I tell him to stop? Or do I just have to deal with being totally embarrassed by him for a few hours a week? Hmm. Any advice? Well, my advice is here. Have a little hit before you answer this question. (laughs) Um, okay. I, sem- okay. Uh, can you sum- do your thing where you sum it up? She is with her boyfriend and <laughs> she's with her boyfriend and what? I'm not being jokey here. What, can you just replay that again? Because <laughs> you- you've forgotten? 
She's with her boyfriend. She loves okay, him. Okay, she's in her early 20s. They've been together for over a year. She's really happy. She loves him. She loves him. She doesn't want to break up with him. But when he gets high, okay, right. yes. Got he's it. an ass, I guess. And embarrassing. She, it's the embarrassment. Like, she has said the word embarrassment twice. So I guess, like, they're around a bunch of people and nobody wants to be with the fool, to no. be the girlfriend of the no. fool. And I guess he's the fool when he's high. And let's say, like... God, when people smoke weed, it is, it's a, a mixed bag, right? People can be super paranoid or super fucking laughy. And maybe that's what she's, you know, I had a friend, one of my best friends in university, her boyfriend smoked a shitload of weed and she fucking hated it when they'd all get high and she'd look at him and he was laughing. Like she hated the way he laughed when she, when he was <laughs> high, which is like, you know, can't get away from that, but it would totally ruin her vibe. She fucking hated that. Um... And she would just make fun of him. She would just make, make fun of him. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know if this is like, I guess if, if it's a real problem, if he's like actually addicted to smoking weed, then yes, I understand. Well, she's like just a few hours a week. Okay. You know what I would do? I would probably tape my boyfriend while he's in that annoying state. And then I'd show it to him the next day. And then I'd be like, see, see, do you want to look like this? And maybe that would shame him into stop doing it. Yeah. I don't... I was trying to think about, I was trying to decide whether or not someone being embarrassing or foolish when they smoke weed is the same as dating a guy who's a bad drunk or dating a girl who's a bad drunk. Have you ever dated a bad drunk? Uh, no, but I've been a bad drunk in a relationship. Okay. Like describe. Like, like gross. And it, like I've, I've had that uh, like a little moment where... In a relationship, yeah, like I was drinking too much and I was like a total loser. But like how? Falling over, okay. slurring. It was just ugly. You know when you're okay. so fucking ugly drunk? Yeah. I was an ugly drunk. And my boyfriend told me and so I, and I didn't want to be like that. So I stopped. Like he shamed you? Yeah. And I didn't stop drinking. I just like yeah. didn't drink excessive amounts. Right. Which is what I'm one. Well, you can't like I don't not. know. I feel like, I mean, you can have a bad trip, obviously. But like I, I'm trying to decide because I've, I've dated a bad drunk. Mm. And like bad drunk as in, you know, uber possessive mm. and then like fighting, like, angry. like yeah. fight, like a fighty kind of person. I, I think that's why right like now I hate guys who look like they fight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this isn't the feels of this. So, reader. but I don't feel like that is the same. So I'm trying to decide if like being a bad stoner is the same as being a bad drunk. Probably and not. like drunks are aggro. Weed smokers like I'm are sure chill, he's, right? Are chill, he's like, laughing. Yeah, he's probably being just like really dorky and like you know like a bit of a nerd, which is yeah. You know, you never. That's kind of a bit of like. A here's what killer. she says is is the problem. Um, he acts stupid. He laughs a lot and says stupid things. And when we're in I a mean, group, that I goes hand in hand with smoking <laughs> weed. Though. I know. Like that's the thing. Like I'll say that I have you know married a little bit of a pothead. Yeah. That's where we got. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and Yasik, there are times when my husband is so unattractive to me sometimes. <laughs> he'll go on, like, he'll have a, a particular strain. There was this fucking strain in Vancouver. What was it called? The Black Widow. Mm. He would smoke the Black Widow and make me so crazy because he'd come to me and he'd come, he was like, babe, um, you know what? I, I did it. I think I fuck Facebook and Apple. I think I've got the idea. 
Yeah, he was being dumb. And then, but <laughs> serious. And then he'd start whispering because we lived in a condo. This is this one time. He started whispering. He was like, don't talk loud because I don't want anyone to steal my idea. The idea that's going to make Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates embarrassed that oh, they I didn't think that. of this idea. It was so crazy. He stalked and harassed me for two hours about this fucking stupid idea. It was so stupid. Like, I, I can't even remember what it was, but it wasn't genius. And Anyway, my point is when Yasek gets high, that happens. Stupidity so, yes. happens. He like, he might make, start making booby fart jokes, like that kind okay, of so embarrassment. And he's always around our friends when he's high. It's not like he's never. Oh, I've seen him high so many times. And he's, right? He's silly yeah, and he's stupid. Silly. Yeah. And But I don't, I find that stuff endearing. Obviously, so I guess this is the question. If you found Yasek to be embarrassing and cringeworthy, no. how do you feel? So, but I think that like that's, you know, to me, I don't want to um, judge her for her feelings. Like no. you're into your feelings. These are your feelings. Even though I don't really see why that's, you know, Listen, he, two hours a week. If you look, he at laughs a lot and says stupid things. Like I just don't, I, who, I, I feel like, don't we all do that when we well, get high? I mean. And also if you are like kind of in it to win it in a relationship, you're going to, your, your partner's going to fucking be embarrassing sometimes and do stupid stuff. If it's yeah. two hours a week of like, you have to put up with some silly shit. Yeah. I think you can suck that up. I, I think whoa. you should say something. Should, should be, yes, exactly. Like your, your thing about shaming. Yeah, you should say, be like, did you know that when you get high, you are so embarrassing? Hey, P.S., look at yourself here. Yeah. So on the one hand, I feel like she should be entitled to not be attracted to this one thing. It's true, right? Mm -hmm. And that's... um. And she, you know, she should say something about it. If, if he keeps doing it, though, and it's only two hours a week, I guess you have to weigh. Like, no relationship is perfect. No person is perfect. So if, like, the suckiest thing you can say is that for two hours a week or three hours once, like, three hours a week, he smokes some weed and tells some bad jokes and laughs. <laughs> like, I'm not sure in the, you know, ledger of bad things versus good things, that's, a, a, like, a total suckage problem. Yeah. yeah. It's not a deal breaker. I don't think and so either. And it's just one of those things where you say to them, I don't know. I would suck that up. I would I would actually have fun with I thought you two said hours. you wanted to shame him. Shame him in like a funny way. I don't want to shame shame. I'm just right. saying like show him a video and let him see what he's like. The hope here is that he's like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't smoke so much weed. I don't know. I don't know. He sounds make... pretty fun. I do like... too. That's why I'm <laughs> struggling with this. I'm like, this would be fun to watch. But is he fun because we just smoked weed? I don't know. I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is let's let's focus. agree on let's agree on a solution. And the solution is, yeah, of course, you should be honest about your feelings. When you're not attracted to something that your partner does, you should definitely be honest and have the right to say that. So yes, tell him. Be like, hey, you know what? Sometimes when you get high, like you're kind of such a goof, and it like it, it's kind of embarrassing to me. So. I don't know, when we're around these group of people, this group of people that I get particularly embarrassed around, I want to impress them the most or whatever, then can you maybe not smoke or smoke less or watch or be more conscious of it? Right. Because the thing is, when you're high on weed, it's not like for some people who drink and it's like you, you're, you don't know what you're doing and you yeah, are not. You can be conscious of what you're saying. You can be saying. conscious yeah. of what you're saying. Um, so, and so, yes, yeah, she should definitely tell him that. But should she break up with him for it? Uh, no. no. And I don't think that's what she's And I don't do. also, I think that you should try and maybe minimize it in your mind now that Sasha and I have been like, 
Wow. Cause we've all been there. Yeah, exactly. And if, if it's that's not- the worst thing you can say about your boyfriend who you love, 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 I think you're ahead. Cause I can tell you like the thing that Yasik does that bug- bugs me the most is yeah. way fucking worse. Which is what? Oh, I'm not going to like oh. embarrass him. While he's sitting here. I only do that when he's not in the room. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Like farting. Okay. Like, you know, look at him. He's like, whatever. Or like, and, but things that he does on purpose that like. Drive you crazy. That drive me crazy. Or like, sometimes what we argue about is he's so fucking long winded. Mm. Oh my God. I think he is. Yeah, so, but I guess that's the deal. In your relationship, it's never going to be perfect. There's going to be hours upon hours of your life where that person annoys you or embarrasses you. But I mean, they sound like they have a great relationship. She, she loves, loves him outside him. of this. Yeah. They're young. They're having fun. So like, yeah, he smokes a bit of weed and he looks like a fool for a hot second. But, you know, just try to have fun with it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, next. All right, next question. Okay, hey, Sasha and Lainey. Uh, I have an issue with one of my longtime BFFs. To preface, she's a great person, and I love her and her family. Also pertinent, I'm not really a baby kid person and don't enjoy being with kids for long periods of time unless they're my nieces and nephews, different story. This is something I keep to myself, as most of my friends have kids now, and I do not. Oh, I am scared about what we're about to hear. (laughs) So, after my friend had her first baby, she'd invite me over to visit when her husband wasn't home, and invariably, she would ask me to watch or play with the baby while she did a lengthy chore, or even ask me to do a chore. It was weird. Once, she snapped, I wasn't doing it fast enough. (laughs) Oh, God. This is so okay. Okay. Sorry. Holy shit. Okay. I wouldn't be so stunned that I would just do it instead of saying no or confronting her. I don't mind helping, but she behaved as if it's totally normal to put your friends to work at your house. None of my other friends with kids have ever done this. I'm not talking, oh, can you hold the baby while I put in some laundry? Much more than that. Eventually, I learned how to time my visits or suggest outdoor stuff. As it stopped. (laughs) She just had her second baby and already she asked me to babysit her older child while they ran errands with the new baby, whom I haven't even seen yet. I lost my job a few months ago, so I'm free often during the day. This really annoyed me. I do like helping my friends, but I really resented her last time and I want to be an adult about it. If this keeps up, and because I'm not working, I suspect it will, I'll have to say something to set boundaries. How would you have that conversation? She's super sensitive about her kids, and I suspect it will cause hurt feelings. Thank you, not the babysitter. Jesus. Okay, babysitter. Okay, so do you need a recap? No, I don't need a recap. I can fucking dive in on this one. Well, my first instinct is, (sighs) I don't... 
God, your friend, why, uh, why is this your friend? She sounds clueless and lame and selfish and, uh, just not even tapped into what the fuck is going on. I don't, this is just like very, well, it's surprising. And also while you were reading it, I was thinking about, you know, you've talked about it before, how didn't your friend make you like her maid at her wedding or something like that? Pretty much. I was like, look at the Asian. That's where you can yeah. put your caps and plates <laughs> and like wash your, throw your dirty clothes at. <laughs> um, yes. And how did that, like that made you feel much like our reader, right? Oh, like, I was, help. no. I was offended and that relationship, that friendship was broken, irreparably broken after that. Yeah. Where she treated me like, like, as you said, maid. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of heat comes up when we ever talk about um, kids or mothers and and people don't really love it when we talk about it because we're not mothers. Um, And this isn't… Some people. Yeah. This… this isn't a mothering situation for me. This no, isn't this like is a mother a, versus non-mother. It's not a mother thing. It's a manners thing. It's a manners thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, which is just, un- I, I'm just really surprised that your friend doesn't understand these boundaries. Um, and so I'm curious to know what she's been like before having kids. Was she always this kind of clueless and blind to to their friendship? I would be curious to know that. Um, but let's talk about… Uh, Here's the thing. Like, <clears throat> I think that gr- the way girlfriends and girlfriends are together, yeah, like, you know, your closest girlfriends, you kind of do help out. We oh, all help out, right? Of like, course. Fiona and I, um, my best friend Fiona and I are those kinds of friends where, like, if I'm staying at her place or I'm over for a night, I'm washing the dishes, I'm doing things. I'm not doing her laundry or fucking those kind of chores, but like I'm helping out. I'll have to tell you a story about Fiona too. So in like, you know, remember I had that like big New Year's Eve party where we all got like the first, yes. th- yeah, the first year we were here in this place. Mm-hmm. We had that big New Year's Eve party. I didn't help you clean up at all. You didn't help me. No, it was like, you can remember that night was like at, by four o'clock in the, like four o'clock in the morning, I was screaming at Dylan to get the fuck off the yes, porch. Like I, your house. it was, no, no, no. Like it was I was aggro by the end of the night, like four o'clock in the morning. Anyway, so the house was a mess and I got fucked up that night. So I couldn't get up in the morning and I got up. It was almost all clean Mm. and she and her husband and Yasek had done it all together. I was sleeping, Sasha, which is the rudest thing you could probably do to your friends who are coming to stay with you. But it's a give and take relationship. That's right. So I'm okay with like, You know, the idea of a mother with a newborn or a mother who is like looking after a lot of things and shit, like her husband is out of town. So she's kind of single in that moment, calling a friend and being like, you know what? I really need your help. I, I'm, I feel a little bit uh, overwhelmed by all the work I have to do around the house. Do you think you could come and help me out on Friday night? Like I, I, you know, I really, really need your help. If it's presented to you that way oh my God, any friend would be like, uh, you know, and you know how I feel about kids and whatever. Any friend, I would be like, I'm there five minutes and I'll bring the fucking takeout and we're going to have some wine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we're going to scrub and make it like a little whatever. But the problem here, I guess, is that not the babysitter felt like she was kind of conned into it. Mm -hmm. I think it's the conning that bothers me. It's the like, 
hey, do you want to just come over and hang out and we can watch a movie? And then suddenly you're fucking Windexing every surface <laughs> in the house. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, the, there, that, that's, I think that's part of the conversation that needs to be had, which is like, if you need help, then express that and I'm there in an instant. But yeah, if you're going to bait and switch that shit on me, I think yeah. we're hanging out and then all of a sudden you take off and yeah, as you said, I'm fucking like doing your laundry and taking, like being a caretaker for yeah. your child, then I don't think that's fair. So, you know. Because it's mindset. Like when you're going into your friend's place and you're like, I'm going over there to help her. I'm going to be like getting, yeah. folding her laundry. I'm going to be, you know, carrying the baby while she does her shit. Then you have a certain mindset. But when you're mindsetting to go over to your friends and like, you know, hang out, gossip, have a nice dinner, and then you end up, it's the, it's, you're in, unprepared. Yeah. So I think to our reader, I think you um, should definitely have an honest conversation with your friend. And it doesn't have – and I think it can just be that. Like, you know, you can express to her that if she needs help, you are there. Um, you'll help, you know, babysit if she needs to. But you just want to have the heads up before that happens. Yeah. Right? Because then, then maybe that will trigger her friend to have a bit of a fucking clue. Yeah. Okay, so we've gotten the chores thing. You know, she is like led over to the home under false pretenses. It's like, <laughs> you know, we've gotten yeah. that out of the way. You should tell your friend, just be straight up. If you need me to come over while you do laundry, I, you know, tell okay. me that. And then there's the babysitting. And then there's the babysitting where now she's being straight up asked to babysit the older child while the friend and the husband go out oh, with the baby, off. the yes. younger child to run errands or whatever. Yeah. What should, what she like, no, straight up no for I the babysitting, right? I think a straight up no. I think the, the running theme of this, uh, of our answers is no. Just don't do it if you don't feel comfortable and you don't want to fucking do it. If I was to bring, I have a little puppy, I, uh, and I, sometimes I do need help, right? You're going to work or whatever. I would never just come by and fucking dump my dog over here and expect you to babysit and then also fucking run back to my house and do some laundry. Yeah. You know, it's the same fucking shit. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think that um, when it's straight up, hey, can you babysit on Saturday? No, I can't. I'm busy. Um, I've got to do whatever. Like, you know, you can say no. You're allowed to say no. I guess I understand, though, like it's hard if you're being guilted. Like she's saying that her friend is very sensitive about her kids. So who knows if who this… Who isn't sensitive about their kids, who, though? But who knows if this person is like, I can't believe you wouldn't want to help me. You know, and, the, and, and I, that's that, what she's feeling right goes, now. But that goes back to what kind of friend do you have then? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like hopefully your friend group, if you're keeping a healthy, wonderful group of girls around you, that they're sensitive to how you would feel. And I think that's important. Um, and so I would hope that when our, when our reader has this discussion with her friend, that she can also, she can also be honest with her feelings and say, you know what, it kind of hurts my feelings that... You don't, A, you don't want to hang out with me when we have these hangouts. You want me to fucking, you know, Cinderella my ass all over your house. Right. Or B, um, you know, I just feel like I, we're not spending enough quality time and all you want me to do is help your children and I'm happy to do so, but not under these… Uh, false this, pretenses. False, false pretenses and kind of this pressure or guilt that you're putting on me. Like, I yeah. feel like you can be honest with your friends. You should be honest with your friendship so that there isn't any hard feelings and that… This doesn't fracture your relationship down the line. Yeah. I, and I wonder if maybe the friend, I mean, I know that what you were saying at the beginning, Sash, but who is this person selfish? But I wonder if like the friend doesn't even think that way, that she actually sees it as like bonding time. 
But without her there? No, no. bonding with like her family? Like, the chores, too, you know, and, like, just... Who thinks that's bonding? Do you think that's bonding? I don't know. Like, it could be. I mean, if Fiona was here and we were, like, she was helping me do my chores, like, we'd still be talking. We'd still be having fun. We'd still, like, really feel like, you know, we were connecting. Yeah, because you have all the other parts of the friendship. Right. You know? I, I don't know. It just feels like there's a big imbalance. And, um, I, I, you know, you're right. I stand by. You should. You can say no to the babysitting. You can have a talk with your friend. I just want us because like I want not the babysitter because she's come to us I want to prepare her in every way I want you to be prepared that your friend might not even know she's doing that and so your delivery might actually like wake like her wake her up a yeah. little bit but to not expect like maybe anger but maybe just surprise yeah and then, then yeah. you have the discussion and then you have the solution yeah. and that is like key and yeah my fiery feeling off the top is just like frustration for our reader I get that but obviously when you're having that conversation be calm and cool and not and, and you don't want to be throwing any judgment right yeah okay. all right next question hi Sasha I'm a 32 year old professional male trying to stay friends with my ex-boyfriend our breakup wasn't the best for me after three months of me basically living at his place every weekend and and him telling me he loved me to which I waited a week before saying it back to him so I was sure, he texted me while he was visiting his parents over Christmas with cruel and ominous, quote, we need to talk when I get back, message. I obviously wasn't having any of that shit and told him we needed to talk immediately, no matter what it is, so he told me over the phone that we needed to slow down. Cut to the end of January, the weekend before I'm about to leave on a two-week trip for work. We made plans to spend the weekend together, but he ends up texting me that he's met someone else and blows me off. I'm all sorts of Beyonce lemonade level angry, except I didn't have the luxury of having lemonade at the time. After I return from the trip, he reaches out to apologize. He comes over to my place. He's crying. He's telling me what an amazing person I am, that he really does love me, but he's not in love with me, and he would still very much enjoy the privilege of having me as a close friend in his life. I respond by saying, I'm not sure we can have any friendship, relationship whatsoever, but if he wants my friendship, my criteria is such that our relationship must be mutually supportive and respectful, and I hold him to the same same standards as all of my close friends, of which I have many. He committed to regaining my trust and rebuilding a relationship as friends. Both my gay gaggle and my rock star lady squad are hugely pressuring me to cut all ties with my ex. I am continuing to hang out with him because despite his mistakes, I do genuinely think he's a good person. We have a lot of fun. The time we spend together is uniquely fulfilling in a way that is different than my any other friends. We don't have sex when we hang out, but we are still physically affectionate. We have a 15-year age difference. He's 47, but he's also three years sober. I met him in his fourth year, and he has shared with me that at this point in his recovery, he's learning to function as a brand new person, hence his mistakes. Aside from the way he broke up with me, his actions do match his desire for a close friendship, and he has demonstrated contrition. My ex was my first love. He's the first man to ever tell me he loved me, so I'll always have a special place in my heart. He'll always have. He hasn't shown me any disrespect since we've been continuing to hang out, but has kept up his end of the agreement, but I'm still evaluating. It's been four months since we broke up, and I honestly don't have any lingering feelings for him because I cannot love someone who doesn't love me back. When the breakup happened, the supportive response from my friends 
were so robust and immediate, I felt like the luckiest person ever. Wine nights, sleepovers, dinner gatherings, you name it, it happened. Am I betraying their support by continuing to hang out with my ex, who none of them really like and wants me to cut off? Is it devaluing the time that they've spent with me, helping me through the breakup? Should I cut this person off from my life out of loyalty to my friends? Wow. This person says confused, that they're confused. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Okay, so they were hanging out. Uh, guy, he's 32, mm -hmm. and the boyfriend was 47. Yep. Um, and, and the group of friends want him to cut Yeah, his. they were together for three months, right? At the three-month mark, the boyfriend says, I love you. Our confused waits a week and says, I love you back. Then boyfriend, 47, goes away for Christmas and is like, oh, Peace. we take, yeah, we need to take a break and then slow down. So they were together and happy for three months and then this shit happened. So clearly. And now they've been friends for four months. That's right. Okay. Their friendship time has exceeded their friend time or their, their dating lover time. time. Yeah. yeah. Which actually puts an interesting spin on the situation. Because I mean, I have always thought that, you know, um, an, an ex is an ex for a reason. And I all, I, I really do think it's so important for the majority of people that when you do go through a breakup, that you shouldn't be friends with the person right after. It n rarely works out. There's always one person who's still more invested in the relationship who just keeps on getting hurt, hurt, hurt over and over again. But what's interesting about this is that doesn't seem like this is the case for our reader confused. Um, he seems, they seem to have a very special bond. And I do think that the fact that they've managed to have a relationship, a friendship longer than their relationship, um, kind of tips the scales on this one for me. Yeah. Um, and three months isn't, I mean, while the, they had lots of lust and love for each other, um, three months isn't, three months isn't a long time to establish a no. very, um, to establish a relationship. So for our reader confused, I understand that you don't want to betray your friends, your gays and girls who are like trying to have your back and protect you. But I feel like you are reading this situation right and you are entitled to have a really fulfilling friendship. And if this happens to be a, because of a, if it happens to be because you dated this guy and happens to be an ex, I, I don't really think that plays very well in this situation. Like I think you're, I think you're a-okay. I think what you're doing, like green light for me. Yeah, me too. I think that I will, I do want to sort of like, you know, give a perspective on how the friends are feeling and friends, the responsibility of friends mm. is to be your anger and to be your revenge sometimes. Right. Yep. So if you're coming to me and you're like, fuck this guy, he did this. I, I hate him. I'm so sad. Yeah. My responsibility at the beginning is take you in, get you drunk, take your tears, talk, 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 talk. And then my like responsibility after is be like, fuck him. Yeah. yeah. Fuck him. I hate him. Cause like, that's what you need, right? So while you perceived that your friends were like, hate him, you shouldn't be friends with him. Yeah, they're just coming from a place of, it's almost the friend's job. To protect you. To protect you and be, have your back and like be your caution. But that can exist in the same space as your friend saying, okay, you have made that decision for you. I'm not going to end my friendship with you over that decision, nor am I going to judge you as betraying me. Mm -hmm. You know how I feel. So the open communication is yeah. there. I know what you're doing. So the open communication is there. And you know what? I don't really like agree with what you're doing, 
So instead of walking away from you, what I'm going to do is I'll be here when it turns out I'm right and that guy fucks you over again. That's what a friend does, right? So that's what they should be thinking. And confused, I think because your friends sound really great that that's actually what they'll do. I don't think that your friends are going to cut you off or feel betrayed by you just because you have made a decision for you. They don't like it, but they've already given you the honesty of that. I appreciate that too. But to cover your own base, to cover all your bases, I think it would be interesting to maybe have that open discussion with your friends to see why they're so anti your ex. Because if there's if they if there are some nuggets of truth that they have that you're not privy to, then it would be interesting to get their take on it. Like if you have like a balls out conversation, be like, why don't you like whoever? Yeah, Frank. And then they can tell you the damage that they've seen. So maybe you know maybe they are that the eyes to mm-hmm. something bigger. So it would be worth to ha- worth having that conversation just to cover your bases because you know they might they part of that. I mean I've been through so many of my friends' breakups and what fucking does piss you off is you put so much energy in cleaning your friend yeah. up, uh, especially when they've been in such a toxic relationship. And so to see them go back, but you don't take it personally. You don't feel betrayed, do you? I don't feel betrayed, but I feel frustrated. Like there's, I, I have one friend in particular that I'm thinking about who she was just in like the shittiest relationship with this person. And we'd go through all this stuff of like trying to get her out. She'd get out and then she'd fall right back into it. And as a friend, you're like exhausted after a while. You're sort of like, fuck, are you serious? Like, I, I don't want to do this again. Like, yeah. you, you kind of get annoyed. You don't, you don't want to go through that over and over again. So, um, but you're, but um, you're frustrated and sure. But like, you know, this person is worried that your friends aren't going to ditch you. For no, it. they're not going to ditch you. And they're not going to be feeling like betrayed by you. Like, you know, I don't feel like you don't, your friends don't take it personally. Like you didn't take it personally. You know, you were just frustrated for her and exhausted for yourself, but you're not taking it personally. You're not like, you know, my friend is doing this just to piss me off or just going against me. That's not what that is at all. You could see that your friend was actually in a really dark place. Yeah. And as long as, as, and confused, as long as you're giving as much attention to your ex who's your friend, as well as to your your other group of girls and gays, then I think you're okay. Then everyone will be happy. If you're if you're spreading your friendship love to everyone, then no one will no one will be unhappy. And especially if you do, like Lainey said, um, have that discussion with them as to why you want to continue your friendship with your ex, then I think everyone everyone's yeah. good. Great. So want to thank all you guys for checking us out on LaineyGossip.com and also on iTunes. And thank you for leaving comments and ratings because um, that activity has landed us like number 17 or something on the new and noteworthy page yeah. on iTunes. Oh my God, I hope that I that's... love being in 17th place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 17 is the new one. I know. I love debuting on iTunes on se- at 17. But if you want to make us 16 by next week, yes, we'd love that. Bumping so us up. keep liking or keep reviewing and keep commenting. And, and keep um, your questions coming to Sasha at ladygossip.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 